Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. What do yeah. I, I don't, I've never, I, you, no. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, that really oh, hey. kind of grosses me out. That was so organic. Thank you. Hi, I'm Katie, and I am Princess Diana's secret daughter. Hi, I'm Molly, and I'm the queen's secret corgi. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gatlin, and the only royal scandal I'm interested in sussing out today is the fact that you didn't provide me breakfast. <laughs> I gave you gushers in the lift. They were at least three months Ooh, old. Ooh, gushers. At least. Interesting that no one brought me any. Well, okay. There's, There's a few in her backpack, actually. I brought actually... Molly coffee, and I am the people's princess for doing that. Okay. <laughs> I thought that to myself as I walked over here. <laughs> I'm the people's prince. <laughs> So there's a little story behind the gushers if you're interested. Um, we are. The other night I went to the deli because I needed several packs of gum because <laughs> I had smoked some marijuana. She has a gum problem. That's illegal. And, you know that. Right. And um, <laughs> I'm going on record. I am a criminal. Um, <laughs> and I, uh, so I was buying gum and the guy was like, you want some of this? Mm. And he pulled, he like had a, a couple of jerky sticks. Oh. And I was like, no, I don't want that. And he was like, how about this? And he had gushers. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, is he flirting with me? And then I realized it's because I needed to spend five cents more to meet the $5 minimum for a credit like, card. So which crappy thing do you want, ma'am? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. Eyes <laughs> bloodshot, ready to roll. Yeah. Honestly, offering a lady gushers is pretty suggestive. So I mean, there may have been. Oof, do purpose. I want gushers? I'm am I'm gushing. gushing. I'm a gusher. <laughs> yeah. So as you may have guessed from our intros, this is our Lady Diana episode. With guest Gatlin Miller. With guest Ooh, royal expert Gatlin Miller. Lady Gatlin Miller. Sorry. Lady, Lady. Gatlin Miller. <laughs> Loosely royal. Welcome. You do have <laughs> a royal loose. a royal connection that you mentioned to me. Oh wow, starting starting strong. Um <laughs> Are you comfortable talking about that? I guess I'm just gonna try to figure out how to tell the story without revealing too much info. Okay. Um okay, so I was that. once um, close acquaintances. I wouldn't say friend, but okay. I'd say close acquaintances with the daughter of a current reigning monarch. Oh, you told me this one. And she has since blocked me on all social media. I was going to say, and then she doesn't <laughs> like you or something. Yeah. It was a real scandalous um, situation. Because it was, she had wanted to keep it hush hush. Yes. That, and then she, but and everybody you knew. shut up about it. Right. And yeah. then she overheard you telling people on an elevator. She, I, I was told that she started hating me because she overheard me in an elevator referring to her as the illegitimate princess of nation. <laughs> <laughs> she was born out of wedlock. You are such a shamer. <laughs> no, so I love I. I mean, no, I that's great. Do you hear about I'm here Tiffany? For she uh, <laughs> she made out with Brad, and she's a bastard royal. <laughs> that was the exact situation. I think that's a direct quote. <laughs> Gossip was cool in your school. I wish I had gone there. So uh, I've done. I've gone down so many rabbit holes. There are a lot of great conspiracy theory documentaries uh, about her on death YouTube. on YouTube that I've been watching. I also. Uh, oh, yeah, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. good? Okay. Just the people's princess, everybody. If she feels weird. <laughs> I feel better now. The princess and the pea. <laughs> There's 
anything wrong with her seating arrangements, you have to stop I everything. I need 10 more seats on top of each other. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, okay, so my main sources for my research, besides YouTube videos, I did read a real book. Oh, yeah. A real she has biography. two real, like, paper books in she her backpack. She loves to read. I do like to read. Um, I'm not it's trying her to biggest brag problem. or anything. <laughs> um, but I am fully literate. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I read Andrew Morton, who's a journalist. He wrote, I think this is the preeminent biography of of Princess Diana in her own words. Yes. Mm. And that uh, that was based on transcripts of uh, recorded interviews that Diana did with her friend, which were then given to Andrew Morton. And this is the biography that I think Diana was most the most closely involved mm-hmm. with, from what I understand. Uh, I also read The Murder of Lady Diana, <sighs> which was by Noel Botham, who's a bit more of a, uh, he's a tabloid journalist, Mm -hmm. so he's not as credible of a source. So I'll try to be clear when I'm referencing him. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) that's the thing. It's a conspiracy theory. You can't stick with traditional media. You got to go off the grid, baby. And so that's... I'll meet him there. That's Noel, yeah. So he, uh, so I'll try to be clear when I'm referencing Morton versus uh, Botham, because they're, you know, Morton is, I think, uh, more... Highly regarded yeah. journalist. Mm. Um, Katie, we have a couple of new reviews. Let's do it. Um, can I read them this time? Oh, yeah. There are only a couple. And I wanted to read the first, uh, or uh, I wanted to read them because I have, I think, the strongest reactions. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> five, <Whoa>. star, <laughs> five stars from a reviewer called No More Taco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they said, it's a fun and easy listen. Excuse you. Wow. Easy? Easy. Like we're Simplifying easy? Things. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like we're simple and slutty. Yeah. And they're right. <laughs> Love them both, but Katie is my favorite. <laughs> okay. Shots great. fired. No, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I really enjoy listening while eating my Chipotle lunch on a Friday. Just no tacos. <laughs> I hate tacos. tacos. I know who this is. <laughs> tacos are the worst. I'm glad you know who it is because if we didn't, I'd pee. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's great that you're their favorite. Um, I never get sick of hearing that in People these reviews. People do like to put us against each other. They like to pit us against each My other. My favorite review that was in person mm-hmm. from a former sound person of ours great. was he said, Every, you know, Molly's great and everyone needs a sidekick. <laughs> and I, by the way, would be honored to be your sidekick. But I was just like, I know you're saying this because you like her better. And that's why I sound like I'm talking into a tin can when you record us. Oh, right. Yeah, you had you had your whole conspiracy theory. I, and I wasn't wrong. People love to pit women against each other. But I love you. Just like. Who? Who am I going to say? I don't know. Megan and Kate. (laughs) Sarah Ferguson. Oh, Ferg. Lady Diana. We're going to talk about how women are pitted against each other. And they're like, we don't care. In the British, ta- well, no, no they do. In the British tabloids, there is this. Uh, we're gonna sh- we're gonna look into a pattern of pitting uh, famous royal women against each other, like the uh, girls of Yeah No Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a second review, um, <laughs> one star from Uh-oh. Kevin McEvan. Title of the review is Oy Vey. Uh and then the review just says, "Don't waste your time." Kevin McKevin. Kevin McKevin. Is that your dad? You know, I had that thought too. <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> like, yeah. Dad? Dad. He probably doesn't like the show more I than I mean, anyone. in all fairness, <laughs> probably not. Probably my grandma. Um, anyway, so with those, with those words ringing in our ears. Let's. 
get into it. Let's prove Kevin wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's not worth it or whatever he said. Don't I waste see, your time. I feel time. like there are two ways to read that, though. Don't waste your time to the listener and just telling you guys not to waste your time doing this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Look, this is our, I counted from the beginning to now. This is like our 50th episode. Right. Oh. So we've been wasting our time. <laughs> And if you add Meatloaf Twins, this is like our 60th together. Yeah. And wow. it's been four, three years. Right. So we can't turn back now. I'm not turning back now, career. Kevin. That's a principle called uh, the sunk cost theory We're of too economics. Deep. Right. We're, We're in too deep. This is why people. <laughs> this is why people don't quit MLMs, like multi-level marketing. I was going to say, this is our MLM. And wow. We are at the top and the bottom. <laughs> Gatlin, we're recruiting Gatlin, you. Gatlin, welcome. I'm in. Fully. Gatlin, we need you to buy 10 podcasts. <laughs> I can do that. And you just They're have free to on find, iTunes, so. your, you just have to sell them to your family members. Whatever. You get the, you get the joke. Uh, okay, so. I will not be doing that. <laughs> great. Uh, so, okay. Oh, there was another note I wanted to say about Noel Botham before mm-hmm. we get into the conspiracy well, This is the theory. tabloid guy, right? Yeah. The tabloid guy. Okay. Uh, he's, besides being a tabloid journalist, uh, he's best known for his Useless Information series, Love. which is a series of books that just have fun facts. Uh, <laughs> in his Wikipedia page, they point out that he sometimes gets facts very wrong. Mm. Uh, one of them was, <laughs> it would take 150 million years to drive a car to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> in his totally awesome book of useless information. And that was wrong. It sounds like something I would say <laughs> and yeah. have said. So I looked it up. Do you guys want to know how long it would actually take to Instead of 150 million Tell years. Me. Instead of 150 million years, if you drove like at, a, two days? at a reasonable speed, it's somewhere Let's between two days and 150 million years. <laughs> it's 177 years. If you're driving like 65 miles oh. an hour... Maybe oh, stopping. That for doesn't gas. seem like such a long drive. No, not when you think of it. No. <laughs> yeah, it would take. Uh, I think. I think the it was like a million hours or something if you drove sixty five miles okay. an hour. So. I mean, how long does it take to drive to Florida? Um, eighteen hours. So around the same. Oh no, wait, sorry, that's from Maryland. That's where I drove from. Florida. Wait, are we saying so probably years 22. or hours? Uh, it's 177 years. Years. Is... I think I was trying to make a stupid joke. No. It just wasn't going anywhere. And then my brain was like, wait, I'm driving to the moon tomorrow. <laughs> it's the sun. Sorry, the sun. I live on the surface of the sun when I'm with you. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, now that we're all uh, ready for our road trip. Um, <clears throat> Buckle up. We're going to the sun. So what do you guys think of the royals in general? Like, what's your impression? I mean, I think if we're are we talking about like royals like overall or just like specifically British royals? Specifically British British. royalty. I think it's super fascinating, and I'm like so into like reading all the hot goss. Right. But also, it's just so weird. It's like this weird like relic from like times later times. Yeah. So yeah, it's sort of like that was my impression too. Where it's like, why? Why is this still allowed to go on? They're not. what does it do for anyone to have this very mm-hmm. expensive family yeah. around? Uh, so, but the thing to keep in mind is that the royal family altogether, like the main royal family, is worth something like eighty-eight billion dollars, and the queen owns a huge amount of land in England and Scotland. 
So it's not just that she's this, I'd always thought of her as just this figurehead, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but she's also uh, hugely wealthy and yeah. owns a huge amount of land. So that's something that sort of helped me understand why she still has relevance. Yeah. Uh, even if she even if she was just a figure, even though she has kind of a limited political role. Yeah. She does still have a lot of money in land. She's yeah, still and got a lot of money in land. I, I actually read recently because I was like, why do the British people, like, why aren't they up in arms about, like, still having to, like, fund their lifestyle, right. basically? But apparently, right. like, yeah, it, they've, like, the British royal family gets, like, millions and millions and millions of dollars from the public each year to, like, fund their doings. But... Um, they also bring in so much money in like tourism dollars. And oh, so, okay, yeah. They're a tourist attraction. I would yeah. go see what's up there. I've yeah. been to Buckingham Palace. Oh, yeah. It's okay. It sounds okay. When I see her all dressed up in her queen clothes, I just mm-hmm. want to be like, grow up. <laughs> grow Get up. a real job. Get a real job, ma'am. But then grow- I also want to be like, can I borrow that? Yeah. <laughs> grow up, you 150-year-old monarch. <laughs> You 150-year-old medieval relic. Uh, So when I first heard of Princess Diana, my biggest misconception was I'd heard that she was something like a kindergartner teacher, uh, a kindergarten teacher. And so I thought like, oh, she was just plucked from from obscurity. But no, she was uh, her father is an earl. Mm -hmm. She was a lady Diana before she ever got engaged to the Mm. prince. So she was already a gal, upper crust, which is why he selected her. He yeah. kn- he uh, he knew that he needed uh, a, a a virgin, and uh, B had to be someone of uh, fancy. Had to be just related to him enough for it to be cool. Yeah. When you yeah, say he, we're talking Prince Charles. Prince Charles. Charles. Got it, got it, got it. And That's he was like, him. "That that sixteen year old is for me." How old was yes. he? Twenty nine. When, no. when they first when they first met, and she was nineteen. Yeah, they, she, she was, was sixteen was, when they first met. And he was twenty nine. Okay, Gross. and then well, okay, but she was eighteen when she went to his thirtieth birthday party. That's the one okay. That so I maybe remember. she, maybe he was twenty seven. I don't know, but he was twenty eight and she was yeah. sixteen and a half. Look, look, I'm not, not a uh, genealogist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not someone who can count. I can't count. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so okay, so in her early life, I'm just gonna start off yeah. with a little background. She was not big in academics. She wasn't uh, a test taker. The big old dummy. She wasn't. In fact, her family called her thick because they didn't think she was smart. Right. I think she just kind of, what I sort of get from her is she just kind of didn't care. When you hear her talk, it's hard to imagine her being dumb. Maybe she just has a British accent. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, God. I thought about that while watching a few, not about her, but everyone talking. I was like, yeah, you're right. And I was like, no, you're just British. (laughs) (laughs) Very common misconception. Yeah. That's a common misconception. But to tell you what she was good at, swimming and diving. She got, she was kind of a jock, got a bunch of trophies. Um, one note that I made from reading her biography is that she said, I won all sorts of prizes for the best kept guinea pig. Okay. <laughs> Maybe because mine was the only guinea pig in the guinea pig section. <laughs> so that's a little. Oh, see, when you say it in your American accent, it's not great. <laughs> I am not. Okay. I want to also take a moment to say Yanoya is an accent free zone. I will be doing them in an American accent, which, as you're pointing out, I feel like we're going to really see what they're the bottom yeah. of this. actually saying, because you're going to see it unfiltered, hear it unfiltered by a beautiful <sighs> British accent. Wow. Yeah. But although maybe that's just an example of her, like, dry British wit. <laughs> Again, I did mention this is an accent-free zone. Was that- <laughs> Watch yourself. Okay, it was borderline. <laughs> I'll refrain going forward. 
So uh, she can she has to have. It seems like I'm not really sure about this, but after her school, it seems like she kind of has to have a job. Mm. Like you can't just sit around and be royal. Uh, she didn't have any boyfriends. She said that she had kind of an inkling that she had to keep herself very tidy. Mm-hmm. Who no. knows what that means? But I think that tidy. maybe I got the impression that maybe she was being groomed like before she knew for royalty. For royalty. That's oh, yeah. What's so sad. It's like. Breeding a dog. It's exactly. I mean, it's like exactly like breeding dog. The prettiest corgi of them all. So she has these bachelor girl <laughs> days in London where she has roommates and yeah. she's doing nannying jobs. She says that her parents made her do a cookery course. Uh, where she says that I got terribly fat because my fingers <laughs> were always in the saucepans, for which I got fined. <laughs> I love her. I really do. Yeah. It wasn't my idea of fun, but my parents wanted me to do it and seemed better than being a typewriter. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Oh, yeah. Snacks. Must be nice. Sauce. Yeah. Must. <laughs> wow. So she had Give known. some gushers, would you? <laughs> she had known the queen from a young age. So when she met the Prince of Wales when she was 16, it wasn't a huge deal. She wasn't super uh, wowed by royalty. Yeah. Uh, when she first met him, her older sister, Sarah, mm-hmm. wanted to get in those. She's like, hey, Chaz. Polo playing britches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, Diana says she was all over him like a bad rash. Mm-hmm. And she says at the time, I remember being <laughs> fat, podgy, no makeup, unsmart lady, but I made a lot of noise and he liked that. And when you Oof. look at her, you see pictures of the time she was lovely and like. Cute. Yeah, yeah there none no part of her well, was like know, unkempt. No, we find out later her podgy. eating issues, but she yeah. was adorable. Yeah. Well, you saw a picture of her in overalls. Like, she wasn't podgy, she was just wearing overalls. She was just in overalls. <laughs> Listen. And we, he was like, Your sister's too old for me at the yeah. ripe old age of twenty. Yeah. <laughs> she was wearing overalls because she was a literal child. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh yeah, she yeah. was a baby. She was like waddling around in a onesie. <laughs> he was like, There she goes. Yeah. I hate Charles, so I'm going to make fun of him during this episode. Yes. We all do. Bad, bad boy. So when she's 18, <laughs> Not me so he uh, so he kind of is like, Charles is kind of flirty with her yeah. when they meet when she's a teenager, when he's invited to her whatever estate for mm-hmm. some reason. Uh, but nothing happens. Uh, but when she's 18, he invites her to his 30th birthday party. Damn. And they hang out there. He invites her to other places after that. And, event- and they get engaged uh, when she's 19. And it was really, uh, I think, noteworthy that when they got engaged, she was like, oh, I love you. I'm so into you. Oh, yeah. The interview. (laughs) And then he said, "Hmm, whatever love means. Yeah, In an interview, interview? someone said, "Um, you two are in love, right? And she goes, yeah, yes, of course. And he goes, whatever love is. Sorry, I did an accent. Um, And (laughs) she was just and I saw an interview that she like private videotapes that got released later. And she said, oh, that really like shook me. And it was really disheartening. It's like, of course it was. Your yeah. soon-to-be husband just said whatever love is. <laughs> On yeah. national television. On national television. Yeah. He's so uh, she sort of interprets it as like, she says that uh, it, early in their relationship, he did seem kind of obsessed with her mm-hmm. and thought that she was really different and cool. But from the very beginning, like way before mm-hmm. they got married, when they were first engaged, she had an inkling that there was someone else. Waiting, holding a candle, yeah, for Charles. And she said they only were met 
12 times before they got engaged. Wow. Which is yeah. so little, right? When you when you think about it. Yeah. Like, even yeah. in royalty, that seems fast and furious. Yeah. <laughs> too and fast, too furious. Yeah. <laughs> the princess dies. So, oh, no. That's so sad. Oh, yikes. Oh, my God, you guys. We're cutting that out. Oh, God. Okay, so, uh, so when they're engaged, uh, things start going downhill when uh, – Diana says that Charles at one point has his arm around her waist and says, ooh, bit chubby here, aren't we? <gasps> yeah. And at the, time, at the time, she says that her waist is something like 29 inches. Uh, for reference, that's an inch smaller than my waist yeah, is. that's so, about three inches smaller than mine. Uh, and then she goes, she says that after that, that triggered something in her and uh, she starts her uh, very bad relationship with bulimia. Mm-hmm. Uh, she by the time she gets married, her waist was she said twenty three and a half inches. That's which very is, small. Which is like an American size two. I don't know, Gatlin. Do you know what women's pant sizes are? It's very. Uh, small. It's very small. Okay, it's you. Yeah, it's as small as you. So he the tells fast metabolism. So Diana uh, is like, oh, "Who's this friend you have, Camilla Parker Bowl? She seems to always be around, and you're very affectionate with her. And what's with that?" And uh, Charles says, <clears throat> no, she's just a friend. He and Camilla had dated way back in mm-hmm. the 70s. But then when he had gone to be in the Royal Navy, she had married somebody else. So, you know, it hadn't worked out between them. And now they're just friends. We're just Diana. Pals. Don't be crazy. But she overhears <laughs> Charles tell Camilla over the phone, no matter, this is be- right before they get married. Yeah. No matter what happens, I'll always love you. <sighs> and then right before the wedding. I know I said that was right before the wedding. Even more, <laughs> Even more right, right. That was actually right before the con festival. Uh, movie festival. Okay. Film. Film festival. festival sorry. That's what we used to say. And she says <laughs> in an interview, she was like, I had to put on a fake face in the car and everywhere because I had just heard him tell a woman that he loves her. No matter what. And when you look at pictures from that night, like, yeah, she looks happy and normal. Wow. It's so yeah. sad. And everyone taught when speaking of that, like everyone says that her parents had a very ugly divorce. Yeah. She said that she saw her dad slap her mom across and the face. And her mom left her dad for another man. So, right. As I mean, good for her. Good honestly. For her. Oh, and, but I'm just saying, yeah, she <laughs> might have an issue with that type it, of stuff. And also everyone says that she took over, uh, took after her mom in that always putting on a happy face. Mm. Like she was really good at that from the get go. Uh, so right before, right, 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 right. Seconds before the wedding, a couple days before the wedding, <laughs> Camilla gave Charles a bracelet with the initials F and G, uh, which Four. is Fred and Gladys, which oh, are their ew. nicknames for each other. Oh, what? He gave it to her. Uh, oh, sorry. No, that was Charles giving Camilla the bracelet. Uh-huh. He gives it to her two days before the wedding. What a little turd. Yeah. And Diana like found the bracelet. Like she had seen the parcel come and she was like, I'm going to open this. And then someone who worked for Charles was like, don't open that. And she was like, I'm gonna. And she had kind of like known that it was a secret. Wait, why couldn't, why couldn't Charles just marry Camilla? Okay. That's such a good question. Yeah, let's move on. So first of all, she was married. So he goes to the Navy, she gets married. And then if she had gotten divorced, there's this whole thing about Uh, how he uh, can't marry a divorced woman and become king of England. That was the whole thing like in The Crown, King George. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's the whole thing with with royalty that's changed since then. We'll get to that. So this is like really – the Diana was really, I think, one, it, one of the last, if not the last, people who was really in this 
again, we keep saying medieval, maybe even it before. It feels medieval. <laughs> thing of like, you must marry and you must a marry virgin. a virgin. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so at this point, Diana's really panicking and she doesn't want to go through with the wedding. She tells her sister she can't go through with it. And they say, bad luck, Dutch. Your face is on the tea towels. The tea, I remember that. Yeah. So Dutch is her nickname. Mm-hmm. And tea t- I think the tea towel thing is referencing that they're making all this commemorative shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were literally were already on tea towels. <laughs> I just love that as a phrase. I'm going to start saying that. Too bad, bitch. To your face on the tea towel. <laughs> instead of them's the breaks, we're instead, saying your face on the instead, fucking tea towel. Instead of saying my dick is on the anvil, you're like, listen, it's my face on this tea towel. Who says any no of one these knows things. The, you guys that's the breaks that? is real. Sure. Dick the on the anvil thing, is, sure that's real. Your that's as real as it gets. I think it's it a gets. Maryland thing. <laughs> it's a Maryland. It feels very Gaithersburg. <laughs> <laughs> In ancient Gaithersburg, men always put their dicks on anvils to show they were worthy of the Maryland We said no accents. <laughs> For someone who wants no accent, oh, she God. always does okay. an accent. That, that wasn't, that was a uh, old Maryland accent. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, those are fine. <laughs> so, July 29th, 1981, Prince Charles and Diana get married. Diana had just turned 20. <sighs> People keep throwing around the word fairy tale. Oh, it was a fairy tale wedding. Oh, my God. Really? No, it wasn't. Uh, so she looked beautiful. She looked beautiful. Yeah. That dress is so oh, that, 80s. Oh, my That's God. The one that with the dress. train that was like 90 feet long. Yeah, and like yeah. five women had to yeah. <laughs> carry it out of the car or whatever. Oh, and those sleeves. Oh, honey. Billowing. Sleeves. Billowing. Billowing. And they had actually made the dress too big to fit in the carriage. So it was kind of, if you notice, if you watch her walking up mm-hmm. to the church, it's a little wrinkled because yeah, it had to be they smushed. Were like, Smush her in. <laughs> who are these idiot dressmakers who don't think about how big the carriage is? <laughs> Consider the dimensions. <laughs> That's why you should be the royal seamstress. I've said this to you. We keep telling you. <laughs> they were all beheaded <laughs> that i assume the I assume. 80s were rough yeah oh god <laughs> were rough in england uh so uh there she continues to be unhappy it doesn't seem like they ever really had a happy time no. she said that she was crying through the whole honeymoon he was reading some weird books he had Ew. brought with him books he, she said like a he packed Molly. like he packed like eight books yeah honestly it was like did you marry me <laughs> gross she said as she was tired uh, she was um totally worn out for all the wrong reasons on her honeymoon because they were busy you know they had what to are the right reasons? people sex mm. sex in which she says in a later uh interview that they would have it uh, so free infrequent she said he'd be fine doing it three times in his life <laughs> Oof. Oof. yeah maybe he was gay mm-hmm. hey well no we'll get to that um, it's definitely not. <laughs> okay. I mean, maybe. Gay. Also, no. Great. Okay. <laughs> so, throughout her marriage, her unhappiness manifests herself in her eating disorder. Which should we, do we need to take a little hash brown break? Carry on. Bad <laughs> moment were, for that. If y'all were wondering, that's what that crinkling of the bag was. Where did you go to finishing school? This Good is not Lord. an ASMR channel, as Molly has Charms told me repeatedly. <laughs> So, uh, over the years, uh, this is from the Morton book, uh, over the years, royal staff and her friends were puzzled uh, by Diana's appetite, as she always appeared to be so slim. She was Mm. frequently found to be raiding the refrigerator and once startled a footman by eating an entire steak and kidney pie. Mm. (laughs) But then she threw it up, so it's not like... Yeah. 
Um, so, oh, this is actually, that was actually, uh, she talks about that, like, right before she got married. She talks, this is really sad. She talks about, like, the day before her wedding, she ate everything she could find in her house and then uh, had a really bad episode of purging. Uh, <laughs> I thought this was interesting. A friend of the queen, she never got any sympathy from the royals for this. No. Uh, a friend of the queen, <laughs> Lady Penn, said, The queen found Diana's ill health or mental instability very hard to understand because she's a very matter-of-fact person. I don't like British people. <laughs> no, I mean, the thing that I have <laughs> this always... This a rule. <laughs> honestly, me neither. No, no I mean, they're, they're, you know, whatever. So I studied abroad in Oxford for a semester, mm-hmm. and I thought that I was really into British uh, cult. But then I lived it, and I was like, this isn't for me. They're not. She belonged. Diana belonged in California. I want to get more into we'll that get more, later. But, uh, but you know what I mean? That she really yeah. but she, put if, her on Venice Beach. If she was alive today, she'd have a lifestyle blog. Oh, my God. She'd mm-hmm. be. She would have brought Tai Chi because mm-hmm. she was really into she Tai, loved chi. Tai Chi. She loved astrology. Clairvoyance. Clairvoyance. She, she was really the, into the psychics. Better goop. She, a dupe. better goop. That would actually. Dupe. 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 Oh, God. Dupe. What could have been? What could have been? So uh, Diana, throughout her marriage, Diana felt she was nobody to the royals, but a useful sort of media toy. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, Charles felt jealous over the attention she got. Uh, on trips abroad, people would groan if they were standing on the side of the street where Charles was seated. Uh, he said in an interview, I seem to do nothing but collect flower these flowers these days. I know my role. And he was joking okay. there, but he was seriously, like, angry. As he gripped Ugh. the flowers. Right. <laughs> I know my role. <laughs> yeah. um, and she felt like she was putting all this effort. She goes to Wales. She gives a speech in Welsh. And she feels like he never gives her a pat on the back and says, good, good job. job. Yeah. Uh, just never. Uh, and then, so Sarah Ferguson marries Andrew's brother, Prince Edward, right? Wait, no. Fergie married Andrew. Andrew. Okay. Yes. So uh, Fergie marries uh, Prince Andrew. And, and he's Charles's brother? He's Charles's brother. brother. Younger brother. Okay. The young, cool brother. The, oh, the, yeah. the He was cute. The, more attractive, right? Than Charles? Okay. Mm. Which Gatlin, is not hard. Well, <laughs> oh, he was more attractive than Chucky Big Ears. Wow, unclear cool. if he was more attractive, but he was definitely more sexually promiscuous. Um, he to- he had the affectionate term in the British tabloids, Randy Andy. <laughs> Gatlin told me something very interesting that ties into our Clinton episode. Yeah, which is that he had a really gross affiliation with. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein. <gasps> like a yeah. no, yeah, clear the, cut pedophile, the Lolita Express guy, yeah. And there were reports of him Ooh. attending naked pool parties <gasps> with young girls at Jeffrey uh, Epstein's estate, right? And uh. before Sarah Ferguson, Prince Andrew was connected to uh, an American uh, actress who had appeared in softcore porn. But then, like, of course, like, she's not appropriate for him to marry. <laughs> right. So, uh, so uh, Princess Diana, I think, was, I think, played somewhat of a helping hand in setting Sarah Ferguson and uh, Andrew. Andrew. Was Fergie royal in any way? I she don't know was, anything about her. She was Princess Diana's fourth cousin. Oh. Again, just related enough, enough for, yeah, <laughs> for them to. Be horny about it. <laughs> so, um, so what? So the thing about Fergie is she blends in with a royal family like Diana never could. For whatever reason, she just vibes with them really better. 
She's hmm. not as, I guess, sensitive. She's more British. She's more British. I yeah. Guess. yeah. There we go. So, right? There we go. There we fucking go. I hope no Brits are listening. <laughs> no, they're not. They can't stand our voices. Yeah. I imagine. <laughs> um. So she, she and Fergie have this very playful relationship. They love to joke Cousins. around. And then Diana uh, also had speculated that maybe she was saw how Fergie was fitting in better and wanted to be like her, and okay. so it was kind of imitating her or like swept up in her charisma in hopes of getting in better with the rest of the family. Um, So, uh, but then the day, but then tabloids, newspapers, they said they did Diana's behavior isn't befitting a future queen. And they say things like, oh, she comports herself with far too much frivolity. Uh, Who talks like that? In the tabloid. Yeah. Uh, No one reading that even knows what that means. They're like, yeah. (laughs) She does comport frivolously. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, there's one moment that I really loved where at the Royal Opera House, after some big fancy show, Diana choreographed a routine, a dance routine (laughs) to Uptown Girl with a famous ballerino. That's amazing. It's so sweet. It's so amazing. And Charles thought his wife was, he disapproved <gasps> and thought that his wife was undignified, too thin, and too showy. Oh, she's too oh, thin now. Now she's too thin. Fuck that guy. I fucking can't. Literally the worst. Yeah. Uh, in Ooh, the morning. He called book, her chubby. And now too thin. I don't know. Oh. Basically, she just never weighed the exact same I amount mean, as Camilla Parker Yeah, I was going to say, he just so. didn't like her. So no matter what she did, he wasn't going to like her. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. So uh, also, I wanted to mention that at, um, Morton talks about how at some Duke's wedding, Diane's, uh, Diana's dancing aroused much comment, although little was made of the fact that Charles spent much of the evening locked in conversation with Camilla Parker yeah. Bowles. And Diana's just like, let's cut a rug. <laughs> and yeah. he's just like, no. Uptown girl. So, <laughs> She's our uptown girl. Diana she goes is. to a concert and is wearing leather britches. Ooh, Ooh yes, get it. girl. But this is something that the press is like, a future queen in leather pantaloons. <laughs> She's our queen. <laughs> Right. The the actual queen walks around covered in like several dead minks yeah, at any given moment. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, when so dead she's also pants. <laughs> she's <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, and you were pointing out like they're all like oh Diana, and meanwhile uh, Prince Philip, Consort Philip, the oh yeah Prince Philip, the queen's husband is like basically a Nazi. His family had strong married. The queen. The queen. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I didn't know. So Philip, yeah. his title is something like the royal consort, which I love. It's like she just has like this weird. He's slut. her Stedman to her Oprah. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, that's totally true. Of course, the British Stedman. That's what I should have said. His official stuff. His official. His official yeah. title is the, the royal of- Stedman. <laughs> oh, I figured at one point she had been married, but for some reason I thought he was dead. Oh, he's on his. He's he's on his almost last there. Legs. I mean, who can tell with them? They're all so fucking old. Um, Gross. No offense. offense. (laughs) They know. They They know what they they are. So when Diana confides in the queen about her marriage and how it's not Mm -hmm. going well, it's really rocky. The queen told Diana that Charles had had a hard time with her illness. And it was really her fault because she had to be so bulimic all the time, Mm -hmm. which everyone knows about at this point. And then she also said about... Camilla, when Diana mentioned Camilla, like that relationship with to Charles, and after the Queen said that, uh, Diana said in an inter- interview that 
the queen was like, well, you know, he's a silly boy. Like, it's okay <laughs> that he just flirts around and he's a silly boy. Boys oh, will boy be boys. Yeah, it was like her. It was her boys will be boys. Nasty. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, th- so throughout her first pregnancy, she's having a horrible time with morning sickness and at the same time is still bulimic. Uh, so she's trying really hard to do all these appointments and go to all these media events. Um, but she's not getting any praise and she feels like total dog shit. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like the press won't cut her a break either. So she would leave uh, the Queen's castle in Scotland, which is called Balmoral, which is really hard for me to say. Balmoral? Balmoral. Balmoral. I'm that just going to say. Island accent. <laughs> I'm just going to say Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> and so she would leave. Baltimore and the press would say that she was <laughs> bored and just wanted to go shopping when what she was really doing is going to see her psychologist, which she Jeez. desperately needed to do. Wow. British tabloids are literally so much They're so, so mean. mean. They're really like American mean. tabloids are mean, but British tabloids are like personally Ours have gotten mean. less mean yeah. over the years because now people don't believe in fat shaming or, you know, it's getting but like British less tabloids and less. still do oh, that. They still Still do. We're about to it's touch on that. So bad. So, uh, so yeah. The the tabloids call her the malice in the palace and the mouse that roared. They also love little like, wordplay puns. Yeah, yeah. They think they're Randy really funny. Andy. Randy, <laughs> clever. Yeah. yeah, it's like open mic comments writing yeah. a newspaper. Yeah. Um, so Charles gives up hunting and becomes a vegetarian, and this is all attributed to Diana, and she's so overbearing, and she's so pushy, and that's why he's I'm not... a vegetarian now. <laughs> that's why he's not wearing his favorite mink pants, like... <laughs> <laughs> like everybody's used to. Uh, so, okay. So we speaking of the tabloids, so they start pitting Diana and Fergie against each other. And it's like, oh, Diana's so stylish. And they call Fergie fat Fergie. Oh, my oh. God. Yeah. And so. She was a lovely woman. And so Diana said that their friendship suffered because of that. Because it did make them jealous of each other. Well, Diana was already jealous of Fergie's Fitting happier. and everything happier relationship yeah. with the royals and uh Fergie was um really mad at how the press made Diana out to be the better one the taller thinner prettier one yeah so what does this remind us of uh today uh there's a there's a TLC special coming out in a couple of days from now from when we're recording mm-hmm. uh called Kate v Megan Princesses at War Oh They're God. not. And it's this whole – and then, okay, so I have this – it's basically like this special that's just about the tabloid gossip about them not getting along. Uh, this is – I wanted to read you all an excerpt from the Daily Mail. And this is an article is that like was published now? recently. Okay. <clears throat> While Megan had soft beach-style waves with a trendy middle parting, Kate, pictured out and about at a London marathon event, were tightly coiled ringlets with a side-sweeping fringe. I've seen the picture. They were not ringlets. Whoever wrote this <laughs> doesn't know what ringlets are. <laughs> Megan paired her new look with minimal makeup, silver rim sunglasses, and a denim shirt. Kate, meanwhile, dressed down in a mumsy striped jumper. I don't know what mumsy means. <laughs> dark eyeshadow and dated coral lipstick. Oh, my God. Leave her alone. It's so petty. So it's this thing that, like, Megan's a cool one and Kate's so jealous. And people, Washed and, up. like, a year ago, people were like, Kate, you are a queen. Like, people were obsessed. So it seems like the press just needs an angle, right? They do. They yeah. Just, they Put got the men sure. against each other. Put yeah. the brothers against each other. One's bald. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god. And one's cute. <laughs> Which one do you think is cute? Uh, the redhead. Yeah. Okay. Fun fact about Harry: his name is Henry. 
<laughs> Isn't that weird? Is that fun? <laughs> I think Harry is a nickname for Henry. And it's not shorter. It doesn't save you any time or effort. Well, like Molly's a nickname for Mary. Sorry. No. Not true. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm so sorry, you oh, guys. Oh, that's why it is Mary. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, my parents just know that. gave me a nickname name because they don't respect me. <laughs> Wow. Well, you know, Henry does sound more uptight than I Harry. actually yeah. can explain why that is. Why you were named- <laughs> Genealogical sidebar. Yeah. Um, every, it used to be <laughs> that everybody had the same name in their family. There'd be like William, uh, three generations of mm-hmm. William. So you had to distinguish. Mm. So that's why Henry's Harry. Oh, Mary's and those Molly. came as quote nicknames. Yeah. Funny. Got it. Yeah. So. It is a nickname. Sorry. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Just bringing that up. Right. <laughs> Gatlin's a nickname. <laughs> that is not true. Short for Gatlinger. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm, I'm named my son that. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, back to Diana. <laughs> oh, <ooh>. oh, sorry. <laughs> Her unhappiness with the Camilla situation just gets worse and worse and worse. They never seem like they really had a good time. She says that right before Harry was born, they were kind of getting along, but... Yeah. Charles wanted a girl. Harry's not a girl. He has red hair. He immediately is like, oh, it's a boy and he has red hair. Blah. So and cute. so after that, everything, their relationship really goes downhill. Uh, this whole time, there was one really bad incident where she was crying her eyes out, felt that Charles was ignoring her. And he said, you're crying wolf. I'm going out riding. He loved polo. Uh, I'm going to ride this one out. <laughs> yeah. So she throws herself down the stairs. This is when she was oh, pregnant. Die. with. This is when she was pregnant uh, with William and the queen saw. And it was a whole oh God, alarming no. thing. And she had multiple suicide attempts. Oh. Like she cut yeah. herself multiple times. Um, oh, I did not know this. Yes. Yeah. She was. Yeah, it's really sad. She took so a letter uh, opener mm-hmm. and like cut her chest and her thighs, yeah. and like her sister saw the that scratch afterwards. Yeah, I was crying watching some of these documentaries. So at one point, the Camilla thing uh, escalates to the point where she sees Camilla at a party. She knows that, uh, and then she's like, "You know what? I'm not even gonna kiss her. I'm just gonna Oof. give her a handshake." It's like, Pleasure. "Whoa, Diana, you're." You're, You're wild. wild. You're are you wearing leather britches under <laughs> under that ball gown? I have a feeling you are. And that's like her big stand. And then she realizes that Camilla and her husband are not where she can see them. So she goes to find them. And she says, uh, and the three of them are chatting somewhere mm-hmm. alone. And, well, and there's another man there. And she says, Camilla, can I have a word? Ooh. And she does say to Camilla, like, I know what's going on. I'm not an idiot. And Camilla says uh, to her, you've got all the men in the world falling in love with you. And you've got two beautiful children. What more could you want? Maybe my husband to pay attention to me. Yeah, maybe to not have a life that's hell. That's sad and makes me miserable. Yeah. Yeah. So the Queen Mother said that Diana's suspicions of what was going on between Camilla and Andrew, the imaginings of a silly girl. She loves the silly word. This is the Queen Mother. This is not the Queen. (laughs) Yeah. It's confusing. Wait, Camilla and Andrew? Do you mean Camilla and Charles? Sorry, yeah, Camilla and okay. Oh my so god, many I did write Camilla boy names. And Andrew, yeah, Camilla and Charles. Sorry, <laughs> they're all whatever. They're all the same. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell. <laughs> I yeah. really can't. <laughs> so, uh, as I mentioned before, Camilla and Charles, yeah, they dated. Mm-hmm. They have that history, um, but yeah, so they kept this thing going for years. Yeah, it's what insane. did her husband think? He had his own string of lovers, and oh, he, he loved. Yeah, he was like, "Go be distracted." He loved that she had oh, yeah. an affair. 
Yeah, I believe He was it. like, wow. yeah, cool. Get out of my Rock hair. <laughs> I am busy. This all sounds so healthy. Yeah, I'm, I yeah. love it for them. <laughs> so That's what happens when cousins marry each other. <laughs> do, Katie, are you familiar with – so proof, their relationship is proved. They're denying it. You know, you're imagining things, Diana, whatever. Proof comes out in the form of something called Camilla Gates. Oh. Are you familiar? You mean Watergate? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that sorry, still stinks. Sorry. Yeah, wait, I was so confused last episode. Yeah, sorry. Oh, we're my sorry. God. We're sorry. They're referring to the fact that I said I kept calling uh, the Whitewater scandal in the Clinton episode, I kept calling it Watergate because I'd read Whitewatergate at one point. I didn't listen. correct her, so it's as my, much as my fault as it is her. <laughs> no, listen, I'm not smart. No, and I don't I know, Camilla. You should try podcast. a British accent. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> that was. Spot on. Thank you. That's as far as I go. <laughs> okay. So um, now that you think I'm smart and you trust me, uh, Gatlin and I are going to introduce you to oh, Camilla. G- open your top secret dossier, Gatlin. Wow. I never get anything like that. <laughs> oh, okay. it's thrilling. Is it because I can't read? Am I Charles or Camilla? <laughs> Which do you want to be? Oh, yeah. Read Ooh, I want to be Camilla. Okay. Yeah, I figured. I What's her vibe? Like, Camilla? She's sexy, I she's think. She's sexy? She's like a sexy older, older woman. woman. Yeah, okay. she's very attractive. I okay. saw some pics. Yeah. I got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. And she just looks like really in control. And I think that's what. Okay, so one side note it's been said that his obsession with her, because we on Yanu Ya do not think that looks are everything, but no. Diana was like super beautiful mm-hmm. and Camilla was older. Yeah. But it's uh, said that she, strong, Camilla, strongly resembles um, Charles's nanny. And he's got like, so just keep that in mind. Um, While we (laughs) react to you. All the women he was around were too beautiful for him. And we'll just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. That's the case with literally every man we've ever Like rich, powerful man, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we could say And just men in general. Just men in general. Yeah. Um, So, okay. Um, Wait, okay, so just, we're doing dramatic reading of this? Yeah. What, what is this? It's the Camilla Gate transcript. It's a tran Like, how was this recorded? So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, no one knows. Secret. Oh. But it was a tape. It's controversial how it was recorded. But it's basically like it was recorded in 1989 and it gets released. Uh, it's a transcript of it is put in the papers in 1993. Oh, my God, go. So wow. this is a secret conversation between Camilla and Charles. Gatlin? All right. Camilla, I'm Camilla, you're Charles. Take it away. Mm, you're awfully good at feeling your way along. Oh, stop. I want to feel my way along you, all over you, and up and down you, and in and out. Oh! <laughs> Particularly in and out. Oh, that's just what I need at the moment. Is it? <laughs> I know it would revive me. I can't bear a Sunday night without you. Oh, God. <laughs> It's like that program, Start the Week. I can't start the week without you. Good simile, sidebar. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Shut up. I fill up your tank. Yes, you do. Then you can cope. Then I'm all right. What about me? The trouble is I need you several times a week. Mm, so do I. <laughs> I need you all the week. All the time. Oh, God. I'll just live inside your trousers or something. <laughs> or something. It would be much easier. This is laughing in parentheses. <laughs> what are you going to turn into? A pair of knickers. <laughs> oh, you're going to come back as a pair of knickers. <laughs> or God forbid, a Tampax. Just my luck. You are a complete idiot. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful idea for him to be a Tampax. <laughs> my, 
<laughs> Collect yourself. It's about to get so much worse. My luck to be chucked down a lavatory and go on and on forever, swirling round on the top, never going down. Oh, darling! <laughs> they won't let it go. Until the <laughs> let it go. <laughs> Until the next one comes through. Oh, perhaps you could just come back as a box. What, <laughs> what sort of box? A box of tan bags. <laughs> so you could just keep going. That's true. <laughs> oh, darling, I just want you now. Do you? Mm. <laughs> so do I. End scene. End Good scene. God. Honestly, the Tampax bit was kind of funny. <laughs> They're comedians. He was- <laughs> they should have a podcast. No, they should have a podcast. <laughs> Molly, why don't you talk to me like that? <laughs> Why do you ever want to be my tampon? I just love how vividly he's imagining, like, yeah, and then I would be a tampon, and then I'd be down at the bottom of the toilet, and I'd be lonely until more tampons came along. <laughs> yeah, he goes down this, like, existential spiral. My luck to go on forever swirling around. Now imagine if they didn't have British accents. <laughs> we would say, you're both uh, mentally ill, and I'm bringing you to the police. <laughs> yeah. So, you're Diana. <laughs> You're, so you secretly, I know you're mad that I didn't give you a role, but no, I know. your role, role is here. Diana. The people's princess. <laughs> you're the people's princess. And she said, when she said it, she was like, sick. <laughs> this is sick. No, that's a direct quote. She was like, sick. sick. Yeah. Honestly, no more perfect a response. <laughs> In a 1995. Thank you guys for doing that for me. I really loved it. <laughs> I love it. Now you feel like you were there. Um, in 1995, uh, Diana said in an interview, there were three of us in the marriage, Mm. so it was a bit crowded. Yeah. Now, this is not to say that Diana didn't have her own affairs. There was a, so we have Camilla Gate. There was also Squidgy Gate. Squidgy. Her bodyguard? No. No. Different guy. Squidgy. Squidgy. Sounds hot. I don't know if anyone knows if anything physical happened with her bodyguard. She's no, just known nothing. to have been obsessed with yeah, her. Yeah, nothing did physically happen with him. She was into him. And then he died. And then he died, yeah. On a motorcycle. Yeah. Interesting. 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 Hmm. So, uh, Squidgy Gate, phone conversations with uh, her childhood friend, James Gilby. Uh, it was recorded sometime in the 1980s, and uh, The Sun revealed them in 1992. And supposedly it's these tapes that convinced her to reach out to the uh, to Andrew Morton for um, let me write something. That's the biographer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 She's like, let me get my side of the story out here. And they're still married or they're divorced at this point. Who? Diane and Charles. Charles. So they would have still been married when oh, the tapes okay. were recorded. Uh, so <laughs> they divorced in 96. I think they have a they oh, separate yeah. in 1992 and then oh, in she 19... dies in 97. And then in yes, I have right? all the dates here. <laughs> Let <laughs> us guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then in 1996, um, their divorce is finalized. I just okay. wanted to quickly wrap up Camilla and Prince Charles. Uh, Camilla and Andrew get divorced in 1995. Fergie and Andrew, yes. Fergie and Andrew. Camilla and, and Camilla's oh, also another Andrew, sorry. married to someone named Andrew. Oh, okay. Andrew Parker Bowles. So they get divorced in 1995. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, Diana and Charles' divorces finalized 1996. She dies in 1997. Camilla and Prince Charles got married in 2005. Yeah. And before that, mm. uh, Charles did admit to their affair in an interview. Uh, the Queen had this to say about oh, their no. union. They've come through it, and I'm... Oh, no, wait. They've come through, and I'm very proud and wish them well. 
My son is home and dry with a woman he loves. Wow, so nice. Wow, that must be so nice for him. Must be so good. So in their divorce, Diana gets 17 million pounds, which is... I went through a lot of trouble to convert that to today's money. Did you factor for inflation? I sure did. You you. think I wouldn't? Please. (laughs) Uh, 22 and a quarter million in today's U.S. dollars. That's not as much as I thought it would be, honestly. Yeah. I didn't know. (laughs) In the divorce, she's stripped of her title of the Princess of Wales. But she was a lady already, so she's still Lady Di. She's still a Lady Di. Oh, she was stripped of her title. Okay. I believe so. I just know people kept... Okay, you know she what I'm was saying. the people's princess. Oh, got it. But yes. she wasn't the royals' princess. So, so after the divorce is finalized, this is just a fun little tidbit. Guess who tried to slide into her DMs? Ooh. Oh wait, can I have a hint? Oh, I'm about to give you. A hint. Okay. Slide her DMs. Diana, your John hair. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Donald Trump. Your hair looks like a blonde helmet. I love it. I think it's fabulous. <laughs> Trumpy. Trumpy. Oh, she would never have gone for him. Ah, uh, she had pretty she liked, bad taste in yeah. men. Uh-oh. I was going to say, she liked bad men. <laughs> yeah, so she does all kinds of humanitarian work. She yeah, keeps she was going. Like such a queen. And she's she still really more was. popular than the royal family. So Way more. Yeah. The queen would go visit an orphanage. Diana would go shopping. What's the front page? <laughs> Diana shopping. going shopping. Yeah, she's just, uh, but she is still going, she is still doing a lot of humanitarian work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she, she goes. Awesome. She does a lot of uh, AIDS charity work mm-hmm. in the eighties when AIDS is still a new thing. She goes to hospices and she was like the first like high level public person to like go into like an AIDS ward at a hospital and like actually like hug and embrace. Isn't people. that insane yeah, and beautiful? A... And this is back Angel. when people were still like, "Can you touch people with oh, AIDS?" God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she was like, and you, I saw an interview with her where she's like, "You can touch people with AIDS." I did. <laughs> Look it. at me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, wow. So uh, after her divorce, she auctioned off the bulk of her royal wardrobe Ooh. to benefit an AIDS charity. God. Um, and she goes to Bosnia, which is where they're recovering from a horrible civil war. She has this beautiful moment with a woman who's tending to her son's grave. Everywhere she goes, she's a humanitarian. She's uh, she's amazing. Everybody yeah. loves her. The press still doesn't really give a shit about that. They still want to look for the scandal. Sure. Mm-hmm. The press is just obsessed with her love life. And uh, she ha- she does start dating uh, billionaire playboy Dodi Al-Fayed. Mm-hmm. She met him at a birthday party that was held by his father, Muhammad Al-Fayed, who's super rich. Uh, super rich. Who was already a family friend of the Spencers, uh, Diana's oh, family. Oh, okay. Uh, and he was the owner of Harrods Department Store. Oh, wow. He owned That's a lot of crazy. stuff. He owns Harrods. He owned the Ritz in Paris. He, had, he, he was like... So, <laughs> so they start Private having this. Uh, she and Dodie have this whirlwind romance, mm-hmm. and he's buying her all these gifts, and it looks like it's pretty hot and heavy. Yeah, um, but also supposedly getting kind of serious. Uh, they yeah. uh, they go ring shopping in Monte Carlo, Aww. and they think Sheik. that they were shopping. Sheik. This is in 1997, uh, so they think that this is bef- uh, maybe a, a, an engagement, engagement ring. Time, That's yeah. what it looks like, mm-hmm. even though they've been seeing each other a very short amount of time. But like you said, she met Charles what twelve, 12 times? times? Yeah, got married. Know, yeah, I guess it's just fast and furious. <laughs> Gotta Again. stop saying that. <laughs> so not my fault that terrible movie ruined that phrase. <laughs> no, we're talking about because she died in a car crash. I know. Okay. But it's because of the movie that you think of it. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so she and Dodie, leading up to the tragic events in Paris, she and Dodie uh, go and have fun on a yacht in Sardinia. Hmm. Um, and then they go and they're going to spend one night in Paris before getting back to life. Um, they had eaten that night in the Ritz. They had had plans to go. Uh, this is the night of the crash. Mm-hmm. Um they had uh, eaten at the Ritz and they had planned to go to a restaurant, but decided against it because the paparazzi, paparazzi was haranguing them so yeah. much. Wow. So they just ate in her suite. They just had scrambled eggs oh. and fish in the hotel room. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing. Why did they say so they had this room at the Ritz? Right. When they were in the car, when they got in the car, they were leaving to go to Dodie's apartment on the Champs Elysees. Mm. And the question is, why did they leave the Ritz to go to the Champs Elysees if they were being chased by the paparazzi? Why wouldn't they just stay at the Ritz? Mm. Muhammad had told mm. his son, stay in the Ritz. It's the best like luxury you can have with that much security. Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah. So part of it, uh, I think may have been that he had an engraved, I don't know. He had, uh, Dodie had made a little engraved silver plate with some kind of romantic message on it that was under her pillow Aww. that was waiting for her oh. that she never saw. That's so sad. Yeah, so. He seemed sweet. So who, but this is sort of like where the rumblings of the conspiracy theory yeah. start. So Dodie had a plan that night. He was like, okay, we're going to go to my apartment in the Champs-Élysées, but we're going to send out decoy cars ahead of oh, us. Oh, right, yeah. And then we're going to slip out the ba- back. So August 30th, 1997, 12.20 a.m., uh, they get in a Mercedes S280 uh, containing Dodie, mm-hmm. uh, Henri Paul, who's the head of security at the Ritz, so he's the driver. Mm-hmm. Um, Dodie is, uh, I think... Behind Henri Paul, Dodie is in the back seat with a uh, princess, with a uh, Lady Diana, and Trevor Reese Jones is another bodyguard, and he's in the front seat, he's the front passenger right? seat. We're gonna get to that. Okay. And who's he? Spoiler alert. Huh? And who's he? He's bodyguard. just a bodyguard. Oh, he's just like I'm. I'm here to help. Yeah. So this is the official version of what happened. Uh, according to the reports, uh, Henri Paul was drunk. Mm. Uh, he's three times the legal limit. Um, he, other places say he was five times legal limit, whatever, drunk. Um, they also say that he had taken drugs, some antidepressants and another drug used to treat alcoholism. Oh. Although witnesses have said that he wasn't a big drinker and that would have been very unusual for him. Also, he's a driver, so you'd think that he would maybe not be shit faced, but who knows? Um, so Earl, uh, Earl Spencer, who is Diana's brother, uh, said, I always believe the press would kill her in the end. But not even I could imagine that they would take such a direct hand in her death. At around 1224, the car entered a dimly lit tunnel, Mm -hmm. supposedly (laughs) driving 85 to 95 miles per hour. Wow. Uh, Henri Paul lost control of the car, smashed into a concrete pillar. The car spun around, and then the rear smashes into the concrete Mm -hmm. wall on the other side. The driver and Dodie are killed instantly. Wow. Um, The bodyguard was critically injured. He actually had half of his face ripped off. Sorry Ooh. to say that. Oh but he had to have a facial reconstruction theory, wow. uh, surgery, but he never recovered his memory. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah, of what of the crash. The photographers, the paparazzi who had been – who had eventually figured out that, you know, they weren't in the decoy vehicles, right. they're the first to arrive on the scene. And they said that they heard a bang so loud that they thought it must have been a bomb. No. Yes. So paparazzi removed rat. 
shows up and opens a rear door, he says, to deliver first aid, which he was trained in. But a lot of people have speculated that he opened the door to get a clearer picture of what was happening. People were disgusted with how the photographers acted um, and saying that they didn't, that they took too long to call an ambulance and police had to fight their way through them. Seven photographers were arrested for manslaughter on the scene. Wow. They were immediately blamed. The Fiads later filed a civil suit against the photographers uh, who were arrested. Fayed said, Mohammed Fayed said, the paparazzi were like Apache Indians swarming around a Wells Fargo stagecoach, firing not arrows, but flashlights into the driver's eyes. All right, a dated description. But, <laughs> but we get it. <laughs> but also, why would you, it's like, you're Egyptian, you're talking about British, uh, British royal in France. Why are you bringing our indigenous peoples into this? <laughs> Do you have your own metaphors, sir? <laughs> He's a grieving father. Yeah, no, he can listen. allow it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He can say what <laughs> he's very say sweet. whatever he wants. So I watched some interviews wow. with him. That's so sad. Why? Why were they driving so fast? I, I, okay. was, I always they? thought they were being chased by paparazzi. Right. So that is the idea that they would have been um, that they would have been traveling uh, so quickly because they're trying to avoid them. Uh, knowing they're where trying they to are, get away yeah. with them. Yeah. Once they realize it's a decoy, they're going to go look like I would yeah, imagine yeah. that was the thought behind it. Yeah. Eventually, there would be a French investigation that involved 30 detectives and that interviewed 30 witnesses. A detective um, per witness. Yeah. Wow. So that was in. Right. So that was in 1999. And then there's another British investigation into it that comes to the same conclusions as the original French investigation. Okay. Mohammed Al-Fayed has paid for his own investigation, and he really believes that his son was murdered. Um, so <laughs> Who Killed Diana? Order from the Palace, which is a book about the conspiracy mm-hmm. theory, was a bestseller in Egypt. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Morton quotes writer Adam Nicholson saying the clutching, dragging sadness felt by the world was the knowledge that this long, hard struggle so bravely and in some way blindly fought like a drowning person struggling for air, for the surface, for the light should be cut off and shut down by the grim banality of a car crash. But was it banal? I don't know. So, okay. So when they get to her, so, um, so the photographer is the first on the scene. Uh, a passing doctor shows up and administers first aid. So mm. I said that um, the the driver and uh, Doty are We're killed dead. on impact. The the bodyguard ends up pulling through. Diana, when they first, when the doctor uh, who just sort of happens upon the scene, his name is uh, Frederick Maez, said that she was unconscious but moaning. And he thought she had a chance because she wasn't covered yeah, in blood she, or right. anything. Mm-hmm. She was trapped in the well behind the front seat. So she was in the back seat in the well. Okay. So she's kind of stuck back there. And he gives her an oxygen max, ma- mask, gets her breathing again. Mm-hmm. They uh, get her loaded in the ambulance. And he thinks maybe she has a shot. Um, so emergency services get to her at around 1240, uh, stabilize her. And then they leave for the hospital at 141 a.m., they don't get to the hospital until 2.06 a.m. Well, 36 the, minutes. Yeah. For the, a four-mile drive, right? Four-mile drive. Very yeah. good. In the middle of the night, we'll no have traffic. another thing when you're done with that. <laughs> Takes 36 minutes, so that's a speed of seven miles per hour. Yeah. What? Isn't that interesting? The driver said that this was to not make her wounds worse on the bumpy road. Seven oh, miles per hour? Yeah. So what's your thing about so, it? So um, I believe it was her butt who I was watching an interview with, he went, you know, to yeah. Paris to, mm-hmm. and he to said bring her body to back. bring her body back. And he was handed a bag of bloody clothes that just seemed like they were just soaking in blood. 
but she wasn't covered in blood oh, in the car. My God, and he said, what happened? Like, what could have happened? I haven't that, heard that. He said soaked. Like, the bag was just blood. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Whoa. We're going to get to more of him in a second. Yeah, he's... <laughs> So she looks okay, but at the hospital, she, uh, they say that and uh, Dr. Mayas uh, said he thought she would pull through. Um, but at the hospital, they say she suffered major head and chest injuries uh, that has led to massive internal bleeding and cardiac arrest. So the idea is, like, you just couldn't see her wounds. Yeah. At 4 a.m., she's pronounced... <laughs> at hmm. 4 a.m., she's pronounced dead. Uh, Queen and Prince Charles are informed right away, but wait until the boys wake up to tell them. Prince William said, I knew something was wrong. I kept waking up all night. Oh, no. no. Yeah. Oh, Willie. The official postmortem said that she was probably dead around 20 minutes after the crash. Hmm. So... So yeah, Paul Burrell. So sketchy. Yeah, he. Uh, so butler. he he Paul gave Burrell is Diana's the butler. butler. Yep. Right. So he. So here's what looks. Uh, here's the main suspicious things mm-hmm. that I found. Uh, so I consulted with a British person. A real one. Our, yes. Wow. <laughs> so like, remember I read that review from Lyndon from Asfrecast? Yeah. Asked, He's British. Oh yeah. So I said, "You're British." So what do you know? <laughs> what do you know? So do you know like everything, and you're just not telling us? Does everybody in England know, and we don't? We just might not know. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, "No, but right away." People were suspicious. Like yeah. in England, as soon as they heard, they're like, "Oh no!" They're like, "Oh, the Queen never liked her." Shit. And there were also, I think she did retain some like semblance of a royal title because there's conspiracies that like that happened because they thought they might be getting engaged and the queen didn't want like a Muslim to be part of yeah. the royal family. Right. Yes. So, um, so uh, Diana wrote a letter to Paul Burrell, her butler, in 1995 or 1996 about suspicions of a plot uh, by Prince Charles to have her killed and have it look like an accident. She says in the letter, and I've seen the letter, it's mm-hmm. in the public domain. It's a real letter? Oh, yeah. Yes. This particular phase in my life is the most dangerous. My husband is planning an accident in my car, brake failure, and a serious head injury. She said that she, now in the letter it's confusing because she says like, oh, Charles wants to marry someone else. Camille is just a decoy, but he has to clear a path by having me killed. Huh. So that part seems like it's not spot on. Right. Um. So she says the same thing to her lawyer in 1995. And the lawyer gives that note to the head of the Metropolitan Police, and it was locked in a safe, and the coroner was never informed that this letter existed. And typically, when someone dies and they say, uh, I think I was going to, you know, if it was anybody else. And it was like, oh, she said that she thought her ex-husband was going to kill her in a car accident, and then she died in a car accident. I wonder if that's valuable information to the investigation. Yeah. And so uh, Burl sold this note to the Daily Mm -hmm. Mirror. So that's how the Yeah, a lot of people made money off of her posthumously. Yeah, he seems like a real – he's appearing in the Kate v. Megan thing. Like he seems to just want to show – he's like really milking the fact that he was her butler. Yeah, he is. And a lot of people say that he's kind of overemphasizing like how close they were. Mm. Yeah, I believe. Which seems very – Likely. So, as Gatlin was saying, there's a lot of spec. So, what would the motivation be for for her being killed by her husband? Uh, So, like we said, it was maybe to make it easier for him to marry Camilla. It would Mm. be clear the way uh, for that, even though she would still be divorced. I don't know. It still seems like what makes more sense to me 
is that uh, it's speculated that she uh, maybe was pregnant at the time. Yeah. And that that would make uh, her oh. son would be William and Harry's half sibling. Yep. And that would be a half Muslim, half Egyptian kid. And maybe the royal family, as we know, part Nazi, pretty racist. Yeah. Maybe they Born just don't want it. that. So go, yeah. uh, adding on to the pregnancy thing. British Consul General Keith Moss uh, gave the order, said that her body could be partially embalmed. The hospital where she was after she died had no air conditioning. So from a cosmetic standpoint, that makes sense that she would need to be embalmed before going back. Right. But once you're embalmed, you you can't can't do an autopsy autopsy. and you can't do toxicology reports and you can't drain your blood and you can't determine if she's pregnant. Yeah. Hey, what? And don't you need permission to be embalmed? Who allowed that? Well, I just said so British Consul General. Oh, Keith he Moss. just said, "Yeah, go ahead." Yeah, 1997. There was no air conditioning in a Paris hospital. Well, Europe is old. I guess that's not that weird. But like, when someone that high profile dies, you say, "You know what? Let it rot a little. We're gonna have to examine this later." <laughs> right. That's so sad. that's so fucked. Yes. Uh, so the other thing is, that- bodies don't rot immediately. By the way, let's just like it's yeah. okay that it's not air conditioned for like a few hours. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I, uh, listen, I'm no expert, but I'm going to say definitely yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah. the other thing that's really sketchy is British intelligence agent Richard Tomlinson said that MI6 had planned, he knew of a plan to kill the Serbian president Slobodan Milosevic in a fake car accident. That would have happened exactly how Diana's car accident happened. Uh, Richard Tomlinson has also said that he thinks a tunnel is a perfect spot for an assassination sure. because it limits the number of witnesses. Mm. Yeah. And that, um, and he points out that why would the paparazzi have been so aggressively hounding him at that point? They couldn't have gotten a good picture in the right. tunnel. Witnesses say a couple of interesting things. They say that they saw a white Fiat Uno driving just in front of the car and that a speed this is from Botham. So this okay. is again the guy who said it takes 150 million years to get to the yeah. sun in a car. <laughs> um so he says in his book he says that witnesses saw a white Fiat Uno driving in front of the car and that a speed camera caught it merging just in front of Diana's Mercedes just as it's entering the tunnel and then it's later seen exiting the tunnel. No one's ever found this white Fiat Uno. Hmm. And it's like they've looked for it because they want to talk to whoever was in there. Um, yeah. He Botham also says that he knows that he was only going 65 miles an hour mm. when he entered the tunnel, the Mercedes. But how did he know that? Also, he, um, uh, the bodyguard, Trevor, has sworn up and down that Henri Paul was not drunk. I believe that. And yeah, uh, the weird. thing is, like, people people have said, like, well, maybe he's lying about being drunk because then it's like, well, why didn't you stop him if you knew he was drunk? So people would have okay. a motive to sure, lie to say that, like, about he knowing was sober he was or whatever. drunk. Yeah. Uh, so witnesses say that they saw a very bright light in the tunnel right as it happened, uh, which they assumed were photographers. But according to our friend Botham... <laughs> Uh, lights such as these are used as weapons by the SAS in surprise raids. They blind oh. and mentally disorientate the enemy for a full minute. So uh. his theory is that the Fiat Uno was a secret service, whatever, mm-hmm. and that they that it like forced the car over and then someone threw down this big light and then that was like what forced them to crash. Yikes. Yeah. So that's what that's one crazy I man's really theory. I really believe it. Honestly, <laughs> I know. it's too weird to not no, it's, have some it's, sketchy elements. There's sketchy elements. I don't know how deep it goes, but there's sketchy elements. 
Yeah. That's that's the conclusion. That's the conclusion here. It's sketchy. <laughs> and also all of, yeah, I saw an interview with like three teenage girls right after it happened. They were just like on the street interviewing mm-hmm. and they were like, the queen did it. Like they were like 100% Whoa. the queen did yeah. it. These teens who were just like, we know. And if there's one person. <laughs> Out of the mouths of teens. If there's one group of people that I trust more than anyone, teens. it's teens. British teens. Brit- oh my God. <laughs> she sounded so smart. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys seen Skins? <laughs> They are basically little adults. <laughs> <laughs> they know everything. So, okay. So the aftermath, the funeral, uh, it's very sad. The queen's criticized for not reacting quickly. Enough. And like, she kind of goes quiet. And like Harry and William had to like walk behind the coffin. It's so They sad. really didn't want to. They and they were forced. Yeah. I know. It's so. I guess it's because it's like that was, medieval. <laughs> like yeah, you have protocol. to walk. That was the most disturbing part to me was when it's like, so William has just found out his mother is dead. And now he has to go say hello to people and shake their hands. He has to, no. because people are, there was this huge public outpouring of grief, all these flowers being sent to Kensington Palace where she lived. Now go be polite. And then it's the the uh, the queen is criticized cuz they decide that they won't fly the union jack at half mast uh, uh, Buckingham Palace. At Buckingham Palace and at first they won't let people put flowers outside of Buckingham Palace. That looks suspicious. It's almost like Someone she had was throwing order. herself a little party. Yeah. A little sell it well, okay. I don't want to get sued. Um so We're just speculating. <laughs> at her funeral, her brother, Earl Spencer, shots fired, says uh, to her sons. Um, or no, wait, she's, he's talking to Diana in this quote. Wait, I pledge what? what? Diana's funeral? How is he talking to Diana? Well, you know. Oh, like, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. Funeral or funerary like, talk. Yeah. Like, in a eulogy? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. There we go. says, I pledge that we, your blood family, will do all we can to continue the imaginative and loving way in which you are steering these two exceptional young men so that their souls are not simply immersed by duty and tradition, but can sing openly as you planned. Oh, my God. Oh, I God. feel choked up. Yeah. <laughs> That's really sad. Gives me so sad. chills. And imagine it in a British accent. Oh, oh don't even. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's really sweet wow. and terrible. Yeah. yeah. So he's also said of her death, my own and only explanation is that genuine goodness is threatening to those at the opposite end of the moral spectrum. Look at that. He's it is genius. a point to remember that of all the ironies about Diana, perhaps the greatest was this. A girl given the name of the ancient goddess of hunting was, in the end, the most hunted person of the modern age. He's a poet. Okay, that British person is actually smart. Yeah, no, that, he gets away with it. <laughs> Earl Spencer, we get it. Uh, I also like this quote from Polly Toynbee. Diana the Difficult was a problem the palace could tackle, but St. Diana is something the palace could never contend with. If someday the monarchy finally draws peacefully to a close, Diana's ghostly spirit will have played a part. Oof, I also wanted to point Love out, that. I got chills. this is not really part of the conspiracy theory, but <laughs> Diana compared a lot of the attention she got to like what Marilyn Monroe had oh. to deal with. How old was Princess Diana 36. when she died? How old was Marilyn Monroe? 36, 36. Club. 36 Bob Marley club. too, just throwing him in. Isn't that 27? No. Yeah, see, everyone's like 27 no, he club. he was 36. Oh. 36 club. It's cooler. I am personally. It's I, elevated for it's sure. Ele- it's definitely ele- It's higher level. Yeah. When I turned 28, I was like, oh, I'm not a rock star. And but now you're like. Maybe I could die 36? under mysterious circumstances. It won't yeah. be too mysterious. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing a note to Gatlin. <laughs> Katie's planning something. <laughs> 
so people start sending money to Kensington Palace, just sending money to all oh. her charities. They start the uh, Diana Memorial Fund. Uh, and then in October of 1997, so not too long, so just yeah. a couple months after yeah. her death, uh, Beanie Baby. Oh, yeah. yeah that so let's Beanie talk about baby. the Beanie Baby. I could have had one. Oh. How much so, are they worth now? I had $1,000. They're not really. Only that we saw one that was online. So it's like it has to be from China. Have a oh yeah tag, yeah yeah PVC pellets. Mine wasn't that. I don't think I had a. So I what? How old? What year? Sorry, ninety seven. Ninety seven. Right? So 97. I was like six. No, I was seven. No, you, you were seven. seven. I was seven. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Math again. Um, and I went to a neighbor's house, and he would always give me toys. Like, he was my age. And he gave me a Tamagotchi once. And, like, he just was rich and I wasn't. He would give me a bunch of stuff. And he gave me his Princess Diana um, beanie, baby. beanie Baby. And later, his mom came to the house and was like, I really need to get that back. Oh, wow. And she was like, I know. He gave it to Katie. Like, I, could, I remember the conversation. I was upstairs in my room and I could hear. I'm like dancing around with my new <laughs> toy and i was like finally like everyone else and then Aww. his mom's like i'm he shouldn't have given that like that what and my mom was like hey babe <laughs> you gotta you gotta give that one back Yikes. and i was like all right i guess well, i'll tend to my tamagotchi <laughs> <laughs> and you were like i'm gonna work hard i'm gonna become a businesswoman and then i'm gonna have forty four thousand dollars buy my fucking own <laughs> to buy a princess diana mint condition yes. beanie baby commemorative Beanie Baby. Yeah, wow. that's what inspired um, me to be a businesswoman. Katie and I are saying $44,000 because that's the, what we, we, saw the we saw on eBay for that that's much. That's a lot. But supposedly they're not really worth that much. No, they can't they, be. I have a lot of old Beanie Babies. They, yeah, yeah, everyone assumed they were going to be worth why so much. Why do people much? think? I need to know why. Who wakes up and says, these toys filled with beans will be worth <laughs> money one day? <laughs> You know, like who bean bears. Like my American Girl doll. My mom was like, "Don't ever open it." And I'm like, "I don't, I don't want to look at a doll in a box." <laughs> and but I, she's actually actively trying to sell it right now. Good wow, luck. good luck. Good I hope, luck. hope that works out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, I mean, that's all a great lesson. And like, things are as valuable as you think they are. Yeah, and the company true. wants you to think that. So it's like, oh, it's limited yeah, edition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they stopped making them in 1999, and they did give the Thai company. Is it pronounced Thai? T Y. Yeah, yeah. I think they so. gave a 21.8 million dollars. I assume to the Diana Fund. Oh, okay, wow. I was going to say they better have oh, some good. donation. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. Um, Diana Fund has come under scrutiny. Like they sold her image to a margarine company Oof. so that her face would be on margarine tubs. Oh, which her brother went on record as not loving that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, margarine <laughs> tea towels. Yes, margarine. So Royals today. Royals Catherine today. Middleton. Cat, cat, cat. She's called Kate. 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 They love her, uh, <laughs> and Middleton. I do too. So Kate Middleton, big fan. Uh, she is the first commoner to join the royal family in 400 years. Wow. Wait, she, I didn't realize commoner, she was common. I mean, common meaning like not having a title, but still immensely wealthy. I don't know. Her family he was knows. definitely very well off. Okay. So, but she's a commoner. She doesn't have a royal blood. They're not related yeah. at all. It's gross. <laughs> and Meghan Markle divorced American. And, for, first and non-white. White. Yeah. Yeah. First she's non-white the, she's person. Very cool. so, They're both super cool. I like them both. So things have come far since yeah. 1981. Yeah. They have. Fast and Remember when curious. Harry wore a Nazi costume on Halloween? Not great. Remember when you saw his butt in Vegas, though? Great. Great. <laughs> 
<laughs> They've truly had ups and downs. <laughs> we, uh, people here that are obsessed with royals are, it's always interesting to me. Mm-hmm. The thing you that I really, that are. yeah, the thing that I really uh, like about you is that you're not an Anglophile at all. Oh, God. Like, I don't think that you knew that any of these people existed no. until we started researching. I was like, I guess I should Google Princess Diana. But your mom who was really that? obsessed with My Princess My mom was Diana. really upset. She was really sad when she heard it. And I was like, who the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> and I remember, um, but this is what's freaky. And my mom is a little uh, psychic like I am. So we were in the car when she heard it on the radio. I remember exactly where we were. I was in the backseat of our minivan. We were driving around the Oval, which is like a weird, this like, literal oval in the middle of town and they say it and my mom starts singing candle in the wind which Wait. Was, which was already written oh it was? it was it's about norma jean aka marilyn monroe oh. like, but it was refurbished by refurbished. elton literally to okay. be about to represent diana and my mother oh. starts singing it and i was like wow i love that song and she's like it's about marilyn monroe my mom wow. knew that there was like this vibe, and that was like the day of. That was the, whenever they announced that she had died. Wait, so that's oh. not an Elton John original song. He did originally write it. Oh, but he wrote it for someone else. Yeah, about Got it. it, Marilyn Monroe. Okay, he sort of regifted it. That is a yeah, little which I didn't lucky. <laughs> that honestly is so weird. Do you remember where you were when? Yes, you found out. But just one more thing about the candle in the wind song. I thought it was tacky until I read like how much Diana was like. I have the same problems cool. Marilyn Monroe had, okay. and they both died when they were thirty six. No, yeah. I get it. So That's Elton good. should thank my mom for coming up I with can, the idea. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say it was freaky. That is weird. I know. I mentioned it. I texted her yesterday because I knew we were doing, it. and I was like, "Remember when you did that?" She's like, "I know," and I was freaked out when I heard them start playing that for her. She's yeah. like, it just made me think of her immediately. Like, I Ugh. thought of that song immediately. Pretty Your cool. mom is very tuned in. We're mystical and Italian. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> Dangerous combo. It's uh, terrifying. Um, but yeah, I remember where I was. I was in my great-grandmother's house, and my mom and I were in yeah in a bedroom, and my dad came in, brought us our coffee and orange juice, as was tradition. Uh, he was <laughs> our butler. <laughs> I know he was. My dad is Paul Bureau. Yeah. <laughs> So my dad, Paul Beryl, came in, and he I remember he slammed the newspaper down on the bed. And my mom looked at it and went, <gasps> like, it was a real oh gasp. It was the most gasp I've ever heard Wow, come out of her. I mean, and she, like, my dad went, yep. Like, he knew. Or, like, of course this happened. He, it was just like, that's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> People were really, like, moved that's and inspired by That's the tea towel, her. kid. That's, That's them's the tea towels. <laughs> the tea towels. <laughs> Where were you, Gatlin? Were you old enough to I know? I was. I must. I guess I was six years old. I, yeah. do, I have no recollection. I do remember like the song. Did Minnesota get that type of news? No, we didn't even have <laughs> electricity at that point. We do now. <laughs> um, he heard it over Telegram. <laughs> but no, I remember my mom being in the car. My mom was like driving me to school, and like the Ellen John song came on, and she she told me like that I was like about Princess Diana, and she was also like, and he's gay. <laughs> So if you want to say so, anything, <laughs> don't know what she was thinking out there. Time. But, <laughs> sure why that's relevant right now, mom? And he like dropped on. me up at show choir. <laughs> and he's gay, and he's very successful. <laughs> that's sweet. And everything has worked out for him. So 
so feel how you got to so, feel. So uh, thank you guys for for coming. I don't know why I'm acting like it's only my show. <laughs> it kind of was today. No, I think I said more than I usually do. Yeah. Uh, love you guys, and I wish I could be both of your tampons. Oh. <laughs> I'll swirl in your toilet anytime.